listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Now, if you would, please uh, stand for the reading of Scripture. Today's Scripture reading comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 27 through 31. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Is anybody tired? Uh, Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm in the fraternity. Uh, Not just tired because you didn't get enough coffee this morning or didn't get enough sleep last night or because you got too much of uh, maybe family and celebration and uh, getting together. Uh, Maybe some of us didn't get enough of that. I mean, just tired, weary. Uh, The last 10 months has probably been the longest three or four years of my life. Uh, And that's probably true for all of us. Uh, Maybe there are ways that we could uh, look back uh, over this last year, and I feel like we, you know, we were just kind of hanging on by our fingertips and, and wondering if we were going to have the strength to make it. And uh, you know, it'd be great if we had one of those, uh, you know, like easy buttons, uh, and just uh, slap it, and everything gets great. And uh, maybe there's even a temptation right now to feel like, well, you know, it's 2021, it's a new year, so we turn the calendar page, and it's a reset, and everything's going to be awesome now. But we come into a new year, uh, probably in many ways, weary, tired, tired of pandemic, tired of uh, political division, tired of not being able to hug anyone, uh, tired, weary of situations that are too big for us to fix, things that we don't have any control over. Maybe it's even just a difficult relationship with someone that you care about, and maybe that was even highlighted over the holidays, or maybe you lost a loved one this last year, and and there's just stuff that's weighing on us, all kinds of uncertainty that just causes us to be tired. Work has maybe uh, either gone away for you, or or you've been cut back, or, or it's become suddenly even busier, or maybe it's a mix of the two, and you don't even know what to expect week to week. Maybe you're just tired in general and not even sure you can go on. And for some of us in in that moment, there's a temptation to maybe just give in to that, uh, to say, I I can't do this. And so we retreat, we withdraw, maybe we shut down. For others of us, maybe there's almost like a challenge, right? Like, I can do this. And and we're, we're like invested in sort of convincing ourselves, like, come on, it's not that bad. I can do this. Let's lean into this. Where This is, you know, I've, I've got the strength. I'm going to make that happen. The, the problem with both of those is that they're based on 
me, on my strength, my wisdom, my resources, and what if I'm not up to it? Or what if there's situations that I can't really change, that, that I don't have the ability to do anything about it? It would be great if someone would show up and you know just wave a magic wand and fix things, or at least promise us that it's all gonna work out, or at least help us know how to make sense of it. Because that's, that's what we need, right? Where do I get a vision of what's going on in my life and what this is all about that gives me encouragement to keep going on? Where do I find the strength to even have strength? That's what this series in Isaiah is about. Uh, We started last week in Isaiah chapter 40 uh, in this new series, The Heart of God for Weary People. And today we're looking at Isaiah chapter 40, the end, uh, starting in verse 27. If you haven't turned there, uh, go ahead. As you're turning there, just a quick reminder. This comes after 39 chapters of uh, God speaking through Isaiah to warn his people about judgment, to call them away from idolatry and trusting in human power and human resources and, and to rely on him and to let their lives reflect what he's like. And warning them if they don't that judgment's going to come and and now judgment has come. And and he's writing to this exile community uh, of people who are wondering what's going on and and what hope is there. And what we want to see in this passage is God's word to the weak and the weary, to people who are sinful and suffering, to, to people who are in need of help and in need of hope. And the big idea of this passage Uh, for those of you maybe following along at home or kids taking notes, is this. God gives us strength in our challenges. God is the one who gives us strength in our challenges. God promises renewed strength for the weary and the weak and the wandering for all the things that we're going through. Now, remember we saw last week, as I said, that Isaiah 40 begins with this message of comfort and consolation And then the middle part of this chapter, starting in verse 6, is a a picture of, uh, well, in verse 11, God is a shepherd and and he tenderly cares for his lambs and leads those that are with young. And and at the same time, he's this awesome, powerful God. Uh, In verse 15, the nations are like a drop in the bucket. In verse 22, what is mankind? We're we're like grasshoppers in, in comparison. Uh, In in verse 26, lift up your eyes and and look at the stars. He brings them all out. And because he is strong in power, not one of them is missing. And now starting in verse 27, God is calling his people to renewed faith and, and hope and even renewed strength as they know this God, as they're reminded of who he is and as they rely on him. Because here's the reality of what they're feeling in verse 27. Why are you saying, O my people, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God or my cause is disregarded by my God? Can anyone relate to that? That sounds like maybe what a lot of us have felt over this last year. What I've felt, God, where are you? What are you doing? Are, are, you, are you paying attention? Do, do you know what's going on here? Are you doing anything? And that's what God is speaking into, that reality. Whether it's a pandemic or economic issues or 
social upheaval, uh, injustices in, in front of us or around the world. God, what is going on and, and what are you doing? And there's the implicit idea here, maybe God's people are thinking like, I don't know, is he capable of doing anything? Does he know what's going on? Maybe he's just like the, the rest of the powers or forces or the, the pagan gods around us. Maybe he's not doing anything. Maybe he doesn't have any power. And three things Isaiah wants us to see and remember about who God is that renews our strength. Three things. The first is this. God is aware. God is aware. He knows what's going on. Look again at that complaint in verse 27. My way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded. That word right there is literally the word that's often translated as justice. Uh, it's the way things ought to be. The way I ought to be treated is not happening, God. I'm suffering injustice. I'm hurting. People have taken advantage of me. I've been wronged. Things are not the way they should be going. And you're not doing anything, apparently, to right wrongs or make justice happen. And we can't understand what God is doing sometimes when we look at the world around us. Or how he could be doing anything in this thing that we're going through. Anyone felt that this last year? I have no idea if God's doing anything or if he is what it would be. Don't you care? Why don't you fix this, God, is what God's people are saying. But look down at verse 28 at the end of it. Have you not known, have you not heard? His understanding is unsearchable. In other words, God is so far above and beyond that our ability to comprehend him, well, it, it, maybe it's like this. Um, our dog hates getting her nails trimmed, and we hate trimming them. It, it's, a great, it's great how they balance each other out that way. And, you know, true confession, pandemic, we, you know, got a little lazy. We weren't the best at keeping on top of, you know, dog grooming. And, and her nails were starting to get long and needed to be trimmed, and then pandemic, and you can't get the dog into the groomer, so now we have to do this. Um, so we're holding the dog down, and she's squirming and squealing and complaining, and I'm trying to hold the dog's paw, and Amelia's got the clippers, and you would think, in fact, I'm pretty sure the dog did think we were trying to murder her. I'm glad there wasn't like a hotline like for, for the dog to call. We weren't trying to hurt her. We were actually trying to help her. And of course, you know, after all this frustration and, and yelling and everything, finally it got done and, and the dog was fine. But there was no way to explain that to her, right? Because our wisdom was unsearchable to her. All that she knew is they're doing something I don't like. And I want out of here as fast as possible. I do not like you at this moment. I do not trust you. And my right is disregarded by my owners. We can know God and we can know things about him because he's revealed himself to us, but his wisdom, his ways are unsearchable ultimately. But God understands. Our ways are not hidden from God. 
He created us. He put us where we are. He knows everything that is going on in your life. He knows everything that's going on in this country. He knows everything that's going on around the globe and all the issues that we're concerned about. You know, we may think, we may be tempted to think like these people, God has forgotten me. My way is disregarded. My way is hidden. But just because it doesn't make sense to us doesn't mean God is unaware or God has forgotten you or God has forsaken you. God is aware. He knows. And I need renewed strength exactly for the things that I don't understand. Because if I know where we're going and I know what the plan is, well, then I can relax and I know it's going to work out. The problem is I need God to renew my strength exactly when I don't understand what he's doing. And that's what he wants us to know, that when things seem random, chaotic, unplanned, senseless, my strength fails, but God knows. He knows what you're going through. He's aware. But can he do anything about it? Look in verse 28, back in the middle section. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. God is aware and God is able. God is able. He is not limited by anything. I I don't know, maybe it's just me, but do you ever tend to project on God the things that are really true about you? Like, I get impatient, so then I figure that's what God is like. I get angry, so I figure that that's what God is like. I get tired. I get worn out. I just get to a point where I say, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And then it's easy to think that's what God is like, too. Like, he gets to the end of his rope and just says, I can't deal with this anymore. Yahweh, the Lord, is the everlasting God. From eternity to eternity, before the world existed and after Christ returns and and whether this one is consumed or renewed, it's, it's a new heavens and a new... Beyond that, God is. God is the creator of the ends of the earth, as if they're ends. It's obviously metaphorical. But from the beginning to, to the end, across billions of light years of the measurable universe, and beyond that into spiritual, supernatural realms that, that we can't even observe, God is the creator, the ruler, the sustainer of it all. If we have any idea of uh, you know, limitless energy, it, it might be our sun. Well, I need to clarify. One, it could be our son, Daniel, uh, for those of you who know him. Uh, but I'm thinking of like the sun in the sky, uh, this gigantic star that is an ongoing fusion reaction. I mean, we, we power things on fossil fuels that will, supplies of which will eventually run out. The sun burns just as brightly today as it did thousands of years ago. And seems like it's endless, but even science tells us that the sun itself will indeed one day burn out, maybe billions of years from now, if this universe lasts that long. It seems like limitless energy, but even stars die. And yet God was here before that sun. He created that. How much power do you have to have to have created a thing that will live for billions of years and produce enough energy to to warm planets? 
God doesn't faint. He doesn't grow weary. He never runs out of energy. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And and not only does he have all strength and resources and power, he is the one who provides it for others. He gives power to the faint. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Uh, That younger son, Daniel, uh, that I mentioned, the one who is kind of like the Energizer Bunny, uh, Amelia and I were up a few weeks ago in Muncie helping him move out of his uh, apartment. He didn't have a lot of stuff, but more than he could really do himself. So uh, we went up and uh, helped him uh, because he didn't have the strength to complete the, the whole move by himself. So we shared some of our strength to increase his strength, to increase his ability to do that. And uh, let me tell you, we, we felt it for the next two or three days afterwards. I think Daniel was uh, collecting rocks or lead ingots or something in some of his furniture is what it felt like. See, for us to increase Daniel's strength, we had to diminish some of our own energy. But Isaiah is saying that is not what God is like. That's the way everything else in creation works. But God is the source of all energy and strength. He is the one who gives power to the faint because he has limitless supplies. He is able. He has all the resources of power and strength and help for his children who are weary. God can give you the strength that you need. He is able. But is he actually doing anything? Does it make any difference? Yes. Yes, God is also available to us. God is available. Look in verses 30 and 31. Even youths grow faint and weary and young men fall exhausted. But those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Youths, young men have a ton of energy, right? I I love, one of the good things that's come out of the pandemic is having more families and young kids in worship together. It's awesome. I know it's a challenge for young parents because uh, watching toddlers and grade school aid kids, you, you think they are just going all the time, right? And the young parents would say amen, but they're too tired running after the kids. And young men, uh, you know, young women are, are the example, you know, of teenage years to, to young adulthood. That's the prime of our strength and our energy and, and you know, our physical giftedness, right? But even they will get tired and weary. Even at our best, we are limited and we have an end to our stamina and we fall down. I mean, the the greatest leaders of God's people, David, Moses, Elijah, Deborah, Miriam, on and on, great people, but they all grew tired and their bodies all wore out. In in fact, there's this great image in the end of verse 30 where it says that they shall fall exhausted. In the Hebrew, it's like a doubling of the verb there to to stumble or to fall. It's falling they fall or stumblingly they stumble. It's this intensification. Anyone that has put in a long, hard day of work or come to a long, hard year like the one we've been through can relate to that. It's just this picture of exhaustion. But those who wait on the Lord have access to unlimited resources 
God is available. They will mount up with wings like eagles. I mean, some of you have maybe seen eagles soaring on, on thermals, and it looks like they're hardly expending any energy at all. And, and then suddenly they plunge down and, and grab a fish out of, out of a lake with this explosion of speed and intensity. And, and it's this picture, and God is saying, like, compared to that, I, I will give you more energy, more energy to, to sustain, more energy to move, more energy to go, to, to walk, to run. I mean, those, both of those move us forward. They keep us going, and yet they also wear us out. But God says, I will renew your strength for living, for doing, for going, for sustaining. I will renew that energy for you. The Lord makes it possible for us to go beyond the limits of even our own natural resources and abilities. To to kind of borrow a great line from my fair lady, God is willing, God is waiting, God is wanting to help you. That's the promise. Come to me, Jesus says, all you who are weary. So how do we do that? Last thing, how do we get strength from God? How do we get that kind of energy, right? (laughs) Isaiah 40, 31 is, is a favorite verse and one that's also really easy to ignore, right? On the one hand, how could you not love this promise to mount up with wings like eagles, to run and not grow weary? And yet we've heard it so many times, it almost becomes background noise, right? We, it's on posters and mugs and t-shirts and social media posts. And maybe we don't really stop to pay attention to what God is offering and how we experience that strength. Those who wait for the Lord or those who wait on the Lord will have their strength renewed. When stuff is falling apart, when I'm tired, when things are hard, it does not seem like waiting is what I need. I really want God to jump in and fix the problem, or at least explain it to me and and help it make sense. I, I want power. I want strength to try harder and to overcome, which is exactly looping us back to where we started. That's what wears us out. God is not promising us bigger muscles so that we can lift the rock and get the thing out of our way. We find strength in waiting for the Lord, but it's not really a passive word like maybe we think. In in the Hebrew, it has this sense of waiting attentively, to to hope with expectation, to, to trust confidently. We find strength resting in what Isaiah has just reminded us is true of God. Strength comes from knowing that God is aware that he is able to help us and he is available in this moment to give us the strength, the endurance, the perseverance that we need. Because to wait on Yahweh, to wait on God doesn't mean to do nothing. It doesn't mean just accept the status quo because obviously there are wrongs, there are injustices, there there are problems that need to be solved, there are bills to be paid and phone calls to be answered and homework to be done and houses to be cleaned and oppression to fight against, and injustices to, to address. It means that our hope of help is in him, ultimately. Not even so much in, in God you know, like giving us more of our strength, but giving us a strength that doesn't belong naturally to us. 
if, if we keep looking to God with patient expectation, our patience itself, our endurance becomes a source of strength. What situations are you living in or have you come through where you feel worn, weary, confused, discouraged? Maybe it's been dealing with a difficult child or, or a difficult parent. Or maybe it's been some losses of the last year, losses of a loved one, loss of job, loss of income, loss of financial security. Maybe it's even a loss of hope and confidence. Things that went wrong or, or things that you were hoping to happen that didn't happen. Maybe stresses at work. Frustrated that a situation is not changing or, or something going on maybe out in our culture, our country, or in the world that is deeply concerning and you don't have any ability to, to maybe practically do anything about it. What strength do you need from God? Patience? Is it hope? Is it endurance? Is it joy? Is it the need to forgive someone that, that's hurt you? Is it self-discipline? Are you asking God for it? Because to be honest, a lot of the times my prayers are about asking God to change the thing and to just take the problem away. And I don't spend nearly as much time praying, okay, God, I need patience in this situation. I, I need grace. I need self-control. I need self-discipline. I, I need a, a bigger vision for what you want me to do. I, I don't spend enough time asking God to help me live faithfully and hopefully in the place that he's put me. And I probably spend too much time praying that it'll just take me out of that thing. You know, like, again, like turning the calendar page is going to magically make everything better. That'd be great, right? Maybe, but that's not how it works. That's not how God works. Too often I pray for God to take the thing away or to fix it and and then I grit my teeth and, and run ahead into it, just, you know, trying to get past it or agonizing or tearing myself up about it in my own strength, my own wisdom. Can I suggest maybe take some time later today or at least sometime this week and go back through the rest of Isaiah 40 that we haven't looked at these last two weeks, verses 6 through 26. And look for the ways that you can see how God is aware of what's going on, how God is able and how God is available, how he is in fact at work. And then turn those observations into prayers that you need for the areas where you are weary this week, this month, this, this coming year. Maybe it's also good for us to step back and ask, ask ourselves, where am I looking for strength? What do I kind of turn to to, to find strength. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, new energy from, you know, running from one project to the next or buying the next thing or jumping in the next relationship or, you know, when I get to that place or when I get that thing, then everything will be good and, and that's what empowers me. Isaiah is saying, your strength comes from God being with you where he has you right now and resting and trusting in that. You could maybe kind of picture it this way. You could take a rock or a softball or whatever 
not a lawn jart, because those are illegal anymore, but throw it up in the air, and if you're smart, back away. Eventually, it's going to come down, and no matter how strong you are. God does not give strength by giving us bigger muscles to, to throw that thing up higher in the air. It's more like being connected to a river, in a sense. And there's this constant inflow and outflow of God's power and presence. It's, it's never the same from one day to the next, but it's always there, and it's always something for us to tap into. And it's always something we have to rely on. Just like Jesus said, the one who believes in him, springs of living water will well up to eternal life. A constant, never-ending source of refreshment and life and power. What God is giving us is a renewal of strength for the everyday living out of following him and, and growing in Christian character. I was struck reading through this passage recently by, by what's not there. Did you notice God does not say, those who wait on the Lord, you'll understand everything that's going on. It will all make sense. Or those who wait on the Lord, God's going to deliver you out of that problem, and it's all going to get resolved. Or those who wait on the Lord, nothing bad's going to happen. It, it's all going to turn out okay. Now, it, it does all turn out okay in the end. I mean, that is the hope that we have in Christ. But right now, we're, we're living between seeing Christ and waiting for him to be seen again. Isaiah doesn't give a, a direct answer to the cries of our heart for questions and answers and, and uh, you know, God, just take this thing away. He, he doesn't explain, here's why God allowed that to happen or here's why he took that thing away or... He reminds us who God is and what he's like. He doesn't say those who wait on the Lord will get what they want right here and right now. He does say that there is a treasure in Christ and there is power and there is hope and there is life and joy. The promise is for endurance, for strength, for life and joy and hope in Jesus. There is comfort, there is power, there is the presence of God with us in everything. He is the helper. We get tired. Our strength fails. We don't know what's going on. But God's wisdom is unsearchable, and he gives strength to the weary. God is aware. God is able. God is available. Wait in him. Wait for him to find his strength. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this reminder and this promise from you. Lord, we can look back over this last week, this last year, and in many ways scratch our heads. And, our, and more than that, our hearts have been wrung and our spirits and bodies worn from all that we've been through. Oh God, thank you for this promise of strength and hope as we wait in you, as we wait for you. Help us to see more of you, Heavenly Father, and to know your strength, the strength of Jesus' life in us and for us. 
and with us. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen.